Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. another Tuesday. You know what that means. It's a Sharp Tongue podcast. And uh, this is where normally some music would go. Sharp Tongue. I'm going to be have, I'm going to have a jingle made for me coming up in this next week when I go to New York City. So hopefully next time you guys listen, I will have my Sharp Tongue theme song all done. It is in the oven right now cooking. My friend Troy Kwan, the chef, is going to help me out. So look for that. Uh, We had a hiatus last week. A lot of things have happened since I last spoke with you guys. Prince died? What the fuck? Uh, Yeah, one of the greats. Prince is dead. Gone. Died in an elevator. Bye. Sayonara. See you later. You know who's still alive? All the members of Umbop, Hanson. They're still alive. They're doing fine. Not Prince, no. Go ahead. Real real good choice, Grim Reaper. Keep Hanson alive. Kill Prince. Come on. Have some have some taste. To have taste to kill people, they have to be talentless. So start picking off the talentless people. That's not to say I didn't sing Umbop a thousand times in that summer that it came out, but you know. I think I would like to see more from Prince. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm recording to you guys live from the swanky house I grew up in, in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> right now I'm in my old bedroom. Oh my God, Siri just fucking turned on. Why does that, that is so creepy. I didn't even say anything to her. She's so like... It has to be a center of attention. I'm just trying to talk about my high sc- my bedroom growing up, and she thinks I'm talking about her. That's really weird. Siri just popped in. Maybe it was Prince trying to communicate to me through Siri. <laughs> but there's all these stuffed animals here. All these, like, Cabbage Patch dolls. My old Raggedy Ann and Andy. It's really weird being in the bedroom that you grew up in. But it was much more cluttered when I was a kid I had posters everywhere I had that poster above my bed of John Stamos I've spoke about it on many tv shows and on the podcast before I had that poster above my bed I kissed it so many times I wore a hole in his mouth that's not crazy it's commitment so please just hold your judgment for somebody who deserves it um yeah so much shit has happened I just got done doing shows in Albany at the funny bone last weekend for Mother's Day weekend Thank you to everybody who came out. Lots of fun. Lots of slutty moms doing their thing. Marty Caproni was with me um, the week before that. I was in, well, not the week before that. Two weeks before that, I was in Kentucky. Right? Was I in Kentucky? Yeah, I was in Lexington, Kentucky at the Comedy Off Broadway. Um, And this coming weekend, 13th, 14th, and 15th, I am at Levity Live with Marty Caproni again in West Nyack at the Palisades Mall. If you mention this podcast, email us at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com to win free tickets. Woo woo! You get to do meet and greet, all that fun stuff. So Levity Live this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. That's in West Nyack in the Palisades Mall, just north of Manhattan. And then the weekend after that, 
May 19th, 20th, and 21st. I'm at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Kakalaki. And then I'm on a hiatus for about seven to eight weeks off of the road. I'm working on a summer tour. I'm working on pitching some shows. So I'm going to be taking a little bit of a tour break to work on other things that I want to do. My other endeavors, y'all. I'm, I'm a multifaceted human being. I've, I've got a dynamic life that I'm trying to live. Why is it the go-to accent? Everybody does like a southern hillbilly accent. Um, Yeah, so check that out. Please come see me live. Jessie May at Mac.com for checkouts. Make sure you check that out. I, uh, I'm home in Syracuse because I was in Albany. And I decided to get in after the show on Mother's Day. I made it at 11.30 for Mother's Day. You're welcome, Nancy. I didn't bring her boxed wine. I probably should have brought her a few boxes, but I didn't. Um, and I just chill. I'm chilling here, hanging out, doing some family time. I actually, I don't know if you guys have been following on my Snapchat. Um, if you n- don't know I'm on Snapchat, I am on Snapchat. It's just my name, Jessie Mae Peluso. I, ad- I adopted another dog. So I have Carlin that I've had for about five years. I'm a big pit boxer mix. Fozzie Bear died. Bye. See you later. He died in October. See ya. Sayonara. Again, Fozzie Bear died, but Hanson's still alive. The Grim Reaper really needs to switch his shit up. Um, I got Chaplin. And then, a couple weeks ago, I got this other dog who we've been calling Bunny. My boyfriend and I have been calling her Bunny. And um, she was meant for my father. And, uh, yeah, I brought her over. I bought a bunch of stuff. You know, because my dad, Joe Peluso, told me he wanted a dog. And so I got all this stuff for her and I wanted to do this big surprise. My sister came over, her husband, her baby, me, my man, uh, Chaplin and Bunny. And, uh, I was like, I brought Bunny. He's like, who's this? Did you get another dog? Don't tell me I got another dog. Jesus Christ, did you get another dog? And I was like, no, she's for you. And he's like, no, thanks. (laughs) So now uh, I have Bunny. Um, I'm just becoming a dog hoarder. Now that's what's happening. So yeah, so I have to figure out what I'm going to do with this other dog who's very sweet. She's very, very sweet. And Chaplin and her have been humping and playing. So I don't know if I have the heart to break them up. We've been joking around saying that Bunny has become Chaplin's emotional support pet. I can't help it. Oh, my God. I just want a house in a yard with a bunch of llamas, dogs. I want a tiny house. Has anyone been watching Tiny House? Tiny House Hunters? These little teeny houses. They're like 200 square feet. You know how easy that would be to clean? Going Living in a mansion is not the way to do it. It's too expensive. The taxes on it are too expensive. You need a staff to maintain it. You don't even use, you use like one-tenth of the space, if that. It's just a waste. It's, it's, too, it's, it's, it's too much. So I want to live in a shack on a big plot of land with a lake and llamas and horses and koala bears. <laughs> Basically, I want to live in a tool shed on a zoo. But not in a real zoo because they're terrible. But like my own zoo, but I actually do good things for the animals. Like I'm not fingering their buttholes. I think zoo animals are sexually molested. That's just what I think. Um, yeah, so now I, I got to figure out what to do with Bunny because she's unlovable. I woke up this morning and I whispered in her ear that nobody loves her. <laughs> because my dad was like, mm, no, no thanks. Don't want her. Oh, my God. That's what it feels like to be a woman, just unloved constantly. I, uh, yeah, I'm a huge, huge dog person. So apparently I'm starting to hoard them. Check me out on TLC's hoarders. It'll just be me and 19 dogs <laughs> and just packets of fake eyelashes. Cause I still want to feel beautiful, even though I smell like dog feces. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, catch me before I get off the road this weekend at Levity Live, 13th, 14th and 15th. And then the next weekend, 19th, 20th and 21st at Comedy Zone in Charlotte. And then I am going to hibernate off of the road for a couple weeks until I can put my road, my tour together. The show I want to do this um, live comedy special 
featuring other comedians. It's something I'm working on on the road and doing like a fun RV tour. So if anybody out there owns an RV company and wants to um, f- sponsor us with their RV, I'm down. Contact me, Podcast at gmail. If anybody out there has a liquor sponsor that they want to sponsor our tour show with, Podcast at gmail. We are going to do this gorilla style because I think that's the dopest way to do it. And um, yeah, we're going to get going to try and make a really dope comedy special behind the scenes. Look at what goes on when you're on the road with a bunch of crazy comedians. I, uh, I was excited to talk with who I spoke with for this week's episode. One of my l- oldest friends in comedy who's been uh, a voice of reason for me many times has talked me off of the comedic edge per se. Uh, he's he's done everything from management to owning comedy clubs to being a comedian to just every aspect of the industry. And now he is a comedy club owner and he is a talent manager. He represents uh, he has represented many people, but he one of my favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco, who was just hilarious in a comedic force. He's representing him, and he also owns Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, which is one of the best clubs in the country. If you live near there, go to the club. It's so beautiful. Uh, I was happy to sit down and talk comedy cars and dogs with one of my closest comedian friends, Chris Mazzilli. We on? Do you want to be in the headphones? I like to do half and half because I can, if there's a situation in the room, I can hear it. And usually if you go like this, you get right in there and you get nice and cozy. Look at you. You look like an airline pilot. I am. We're cruising at an altitude of 37,000 feet. You you know... If you look to your right... What's on the, what's on the right? see two fruity blue chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Are these too fruity for you? <laughs> what's your decor like? I always wonder what your like your home decor is like. Um, It's a combination of modern stuff and antiques. Like antiques from your family or stuff you found like no, in an antique stuff, shop? Yeah, antique shop stuff. Because you grew up in Brooklyn? Oh my God, I know I know this. Long Island. Yeah, well... Queens first. Then Queens, right. okay. Yeah. But all you're, you're, you're like OG New York. Yes. What does that mean to you? Like, is there some sort of, I don't know, like, do you have a connection to the city? Is it in your blood? Can you never yeah. leave there? No, you know what? I love the city. I love New York. I like it out here, too, you know? Uh, matter of fact, I was talking about it with my brother. My mom, her family, her entire family moved out here in the 50s, early 50s. From Italy? No. From They're- where? From New York first. They were in New York. Oh, moved out to L.A.? And then they came to L.A. Wow. Yeah. And it was my mom, uh, her entire family, her mother, two sisters, and the sisters all missed their mom and went back to New York. So it's a good thing. I guess it is good. I would be here right now. (laughs) I wonder what you would have been if you grew up in L.A. You'd be talking to some other schmo right now. (laughs) I cannot imagine you out here. I really can't. Like being an L.A. dude. Yeah. it's not. I mean, I like it. I could live out here, but... New York's in my blood. And how, I always wonder this, and I've never asked you this. I don't think I've ever asked you this. How did you find comedy? Like, what, for you, I know you love cars and all of that, and that's like a huge part of your how, life. How much time do we have? We've got years. Okay, okay, so <laughs> here's how com- the comedy portion started. My family was in the food business. They started in the, in the produce business in 1927. So my dad had... Uh, Originally had like fruit and vegetable stores. They had a store in Forest Hill, Forest Hills, Queens in 19, I think it's like 76, 77. And one of his really good customers came in one day and said, Hey, Ange. My father's name is Angelo. I know it's a big shout. That's so Italian. It is. Angelo and Roseanne <laughs> said, Hey, I got two tickets to see Don Rickles at Westbury Music Fair, front row. I can't go. Why don't you take your wife? So my dad called my mom. My mom said, I'm not going. I'm not sitting in the front row with that guy. So I went. You went with your dad? Yeah. Because your mom didn't want to go. Right. So I was 12. So Speak right into that. Put that right in front of your face. Don't be shy. So, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so, they announced Rickles. I'm sitting in the front row seat with my dad. Rickles comes out. Did you he, know who he was at this point? Like vaguely, at that age? Okay. Vaguely. You know? And he looks at me and looks at my father and he goes, you got to be kidding me, my dad. <laughs> he goes, 
You take a fucking 12-year-old here, would you? It's almost Disney World. The kid's going to piss his pants. You're going to have to take him home. <laughs> and he came over, shook my hand, shook my dad's hand, and then I was hooked. And then From I started, that moment. Yeah, and then I started watching The Tonight Show when the comedians were on. So I, my love affair with comedy started very, very young. So how I got in the business was I was going to go to uh, Columbia. I wanted to be an attorney on a partial soccer scholarship. Damn, you would have been a, an amazing attorney thanks I you would have been i would like if for everything i would hire you for everything even if it was like shit you weren't even specializing in yeah you yeah, still I, should I consider, consider that i'm thinking about that yeah <laughs> at 51 i'm gonna have a career you change. should change it up yeah i'm gonna it's mix like it a up. midlife crisis career change but i uh i blew my knees out and then ended my soccer career so a backup school was fit the fast institute of technology so i went there and you told me why you went there no i didn't it wasn't the, just girls. The ratio was a big portion of why yes, you went there. It was. Uh, How many girls to guys? Eighty-five percent women, fifteen percent men, ninety-five percent of the men were gay. So you were balling. Oh, In more okay. ways than one. Mm, uh, <laughs> you said that. I didn't. I know. <laughs> Listen, you can have a third eye and do well at that school. <laughs> um, so I went to FIT, studied men's design, did that for like a half a second, went to acting school, started to work as an actor, started doing stand-up. And then I was going around to the clubs, you know, and working some clubs outside the city. And I was like, you know what? These clubs are not run right. They don't treat the comedians well. And they don't treat their audience well. I could do a better job. That's really how the whole thing with Gotham started. Just because of the way that the whole inner workings of it you thought were kind of shifty. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is. It's better. I mean, for me, it's better now. Yeah. It is. But, you know, I'm talking about this is like the early 90s. Yeah. You know, and this is when you could still smoke in clubs in New York City. It was smoking. Wasn't that terrible? Because not everybody smoked. How did people deal with that? That must have been, uh, like, just disgusting. It was horrible. Even for people who smoke, it must have been disgusting. You you couldn't leave there without smelling like smoke. And you probably could never really get the place clean. No. No. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, so I met this guy who was doing stand-up, this guy, Mike Reisman. He was a Wall Street guy. And uh, he was getting his first bonus. He's like, look, you know, we should open a club and... We talked about it, and we decided to do it. Um, but when we opened Gotham, we made the main showroom non-smoking, and we had a smoking lounge downstairs, and that was still when you could smoke, you know? And we just decided to do that, and it worked, you know? People just went downstairs. They were like, we're not smoking. Yeah. Would you would you really enforce it if people lit up in the main room? Oh, yeah. Right, right out. No question about it. Yeah, see, yeah. when it comes to, like, club management, you know, I've toured, you know, I've toured the whole country. Have you now? I have. <laughs> Your sarcasm is so slight. Yeah, I know. It's very, very subtle. Um, I'd have to say you probably run the best club second to levity. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we're partners there, too. I know you are. <laughs> you just, there's a certain, um, there, I don't know, it's like this uh, respect Look, level you have with your staff and, and the way you treat the comedians. Well, first, you treat all the comedians the same. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you know what? Look, I respect the business. I love the business. I feel very, very blessed and lucky to be in it. And uh, I just, you know, I want Congress to be able to come to the club and have a good time and not worry about the audience or how the club is run. You guys show up and do your job on stage and we'll handle the rest. And that's really kind of the philosophy, you know, behind it. And, you know, a big part of it, too, is the floor managers, the security guys are really good. You know, yeah. like, you don't fuck around. You know, it's not amateur hour. Like, right. You come there and start acting like a Yahoo, you're going to get talked to. And if you do it again, we're going to actually leave. And that's know? sort of like you, and then you get that, that reputation, and then you attract an audience that really sort of follows suit, mm-hmm. which makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And you know from the stage. Yeah, you really do. And you're also managing. Yes. How do you, yeah. how do, how the fuck do you balance, how do you compartmentalize that? I like, get up, I get up early. <laughs> What time do you get up? I try to be at least by 7 every day. Oh, God, that's painful. I mean, I get up at like 8.30. That's not much different, but still. No, no, it's not. You know, and then I just, I work all day. You know, you know what it is, though? I can't even, I love what I do, you know? And and I like, you know, the differences in what I do, like running the club, you know, managing talent, you know, doing some TV stuff. Yeah. It's nice. It's all kind of related. Yeah, you kind of do have a little bit of everything going on. Who are Mm -hmm. you managing right now? A nice little roster that, that, you know, we kind of run the New York office for Levity. So yeah. the clients that we work on with them are um, this new kid named Leonard Oots. Yeah. Who I really like. You know. I know Leonard Oots. I don't know him personally, but I know who he is. He's a funny kid. You know, 23-year-old kid. Just moved to New York like a year and change ago. We signed him a year ago. He's Actually, this week, he's shooting his own pilot for MTV. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the, t- what's the title? It's called... Um, 
The name it'll, it'll come to me. Okay. Yeah. We can always Google it. Yeah. I don't. E- yeah. I won't even know what mine was either. It's uh, like Plan B or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up. I, if, speaking of, I have to go get some Plan B after this. I don't doubt that. <laughs> so <laughs> then I, we also work with Rachel Feinstein. I know Rachel. Yeah, Rachel's great. She's been know. doing it for a long time, man. She has. You know, she just did a pilot for. Uh, Comedy Central that Amy produced. Oh, that's great. Yeah, she's tight with Amy. I remember starting in New York and Rachel was at, you know, like a a class ahead of me, a couple classes ahead of me. And I was always like, damn, girls are doing it. Yeah. These girls are doing it and they're funny and they're making it work. Hey, listen, it's good for everybody. It really is. Okay, so who else? You got Jerky Boys? Yeah, actually, Johnny Byrne from the Jerky Boys. And we have a show in development for them right now. It's uh, an animated series. That's going to be fun. See, I've started to like animated series. I just got into Archer and the Family Guy. I'm late to the game. Well, Johnny does a lot of voices on Family Guy. He does. Yeah. He that does. show is so they I can't believe the shit they get away with. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's it? unbelievable. Every time I my mouth is dropping. Mm-hmm. And when my mouth is agape, you know what you just said is vile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you have one of my new favorites. Well, not new favorites, but he's blowing up Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, Sebastian. With the Matt. most Italian name, I think, on the scene right now. There, yeah. there could be a guy named Meatball Rigatoni, and he still wouldn't be no. more Italian than Sebastian Menescalco. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian's great. We've been working with him about five years now, and he's just he's a great guy, but uh, super, super talented. Uh, matter of fact, I just came from working on a pilot for him for NBC, and, uh, you know, great I'm so script, excited great for that. Cast. I mean, Tony Danza plays his father. We talked uh, about that. It's yeah. like, it is, it fits more than. And I was saying. <laughs> He looks more like Sebastian than his own right. father does. I mean, Tony is, and the chemistry is great. And then, uh, is there is it uh, their mother character? Not yet. Okay. Vanessa Lachey plays his wife. She's terrific. Oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's. I, they can do some makeup. I'll play mom. I mean, they yeah. have to put a lot of makeup on because I'm way young. Yeah. I'm so young. <laughs> yeah, thirteen. I am thirteen. Thank you. I appreciate that. And how did you find Sebastian? Like, was that? I do, met you, Sebastian do you look at people? In, you you yeah, cyberstalk yeah. them? I do. Um, I met Sebastian in Montreal about five and a half years ago, my brother Steve and I, and uh, invited him to come down and do a weekend at the club. And he came down, and I watched him on a Friday night do two separate shows, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's really good. Yeah. This guy's really good. And I called my brother and said, you know what? You got to come down tomorrow night and watch this guy, so we could assign this guy. I didn't even know if he had a manager or not. And then I looked it up, and he did. And I and I basically I said to him, I said, "Look, I said, you know, Sebastian, I think you're terrific. I respect the fact that you have a manager. I'm not a poacher, but if it ever doesn't work out with your manager, I would love to talk to you." And you know, he called me a little after that and said, "I'd like to talk to you." Yeah, because especially around that transitional time, that I feel like there's been a few people that I know that have been managed, myself included. And you sort of shift into a different era in your career, and there are growing pains. Mm-hmm. And you don't always end up bringing those people with you into the next chapter. It's not a bad thing. I think it's just a part of the business. It is part of the business. You know, I mean, look, there are good managers, there are bad managers, just like any other job. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's just not the right fit. You know, you have a different vision than the manager does. And, you know, just we kind of clicked. And I think it was a, an understanding, you know, of him because we grew up in similar families, similar backgrounds. Right. So, you know, I could look at his act and say, hey, change this or try this. Or, you know, so it was just, it just worked. We yeah. had, you know, very similar Valerie's. And now it's like, he's blowing up. You know, he's, he's blowing he, he's up. He was a guy who was, you know, you know, making a few thousand dollars a weekend in a comedy club. And now he's selling out theaters. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, he was filming his new Showtime special next month at the Beacon. You know, he's got seven sold out shows, which is that's insane. That's just insane. You that's know? just, that's got to feel so good for him. How long has he been doing it? 17 years. Shit, see? And it's like when you meet, you know, I'm still, like, I've been doing it for 12, almost 12 years now, but you meet comics that are younger, and they're that eagerness, and it's just like, you want to be like, just enjoy it. There's steps. It'll happen. It'll Listen, happen. If you're good, it'll happen. This business is a marathon. Perseverance You told me that. Off. It is. You talk me off the ledge. Yeah, no, I, but it's, you know, it's just, you got to just take your time. Yeah. You know, it's, what do you want out of it, you'll get out of it. You just got to put the time in. That's all. You really do, and that's the main thing to remember. Like, you have to put in the time. I, I think another thing is don't pay attention to what others are doing. Because some people get crazy about that. Yeah, that can you know? re- that's it's like, hard. It can fuck with your head. I know. Listen, I I, I did it. I was a stand-up myself. You know that. Yeah. It's like, and, and it's I just like people get so wrapped up in how did this guy get this, and how did that guy get that, and how did this girl, and they don't, it's like, listen, fuck all that stuff. Worry about yourself. Yeah. You know, focus on you, you know, because- Whatever that guy or girl is doing has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to joint. do with you. And whatever they get, right. they didn't take it from you. Right. You know, 
Your journey is your journey. And the time you're wasting spending talking about them and thinking about them is taken away from you. Right. And Focus it's, on you. It's making you look like an asshole, too. Yeah, listen, nobody can stop you but you. That's, That's right. You truth. are your, you, get into, you get into your own way. You're your biggest enemy. 100%. So you, ha- you work all goddamn day. You've got your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have emotional support animals. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Coco and, and Rocky. Rocky, yeah. How's yeah. Coco? Is she good? Yeah, they're great dogs. They're awesome. They, do they do you do they really like give you emotional support? They're, you know, they're cool. They really, you know, they're friendly. They're happy to see me. You know, as long as I feed them and walk them, they're good. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you're ever gonna get married? Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm 51 now. Yeah, but dudes are different, man. You guys could get married when you're 70. Look at Anna Nicole Smith. She married that dude who was in a wheelchair who's drooling. Well, that was a different story. He was a billionaire, and I think she wanted some of that money. Yeah, she probably wanted some of that money, but that was her journey. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> God bless her. Never you know, forget. True. I, you don't, do you think you'll ever? I don't know. You don't think so? We'll see. Maybe. Do you want kids? I like kids. <laughs> That's such a... Mm-hmm. You're like, I like them. You're good with them, right? Yeah. yeah. I see. I don't know if I want all that. I don't know if I want all that marriage and kids stuff. To me, it feels like um, I don't know. I, f- I feel like life is different now, especially with just the way that the generation is and technology. Like you can sort of customize it, mm-hmm. and you know now we're learning that they can grow parts in in laboratories. You know, they can grow a heart from a 3D printer. Maybe they could just grow a kid. I didn't hear that one. You didn't hear that one? No. They're starting to do that. Really? 3D printing body organs. What the? Isn't that crazy? I didn't want to hear about that stuff. <laughs> There's something wrong with that. There's something very wrong with that. That's disturbing. There's that traditional Italian coming out. Yeah, Get, what get none fuck? of those fucking plastic body parts on me. Yeah. Take that shit out of here. I don't like that. <laughs> the only thing I want attached to me is pasta. I'm upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're upset? Yeah. Um, so tell me about the cars thing, because cars are a big part of your life. I know a lot of stuff about you. You know too much about me. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Um, I've always loved cars. Um, my dad worked for Chevrolet in the 50s and 60s. He was a street racer. He was a street racer? Yeah. For Chevrolet? Not for them. I was going to say, because I was like, how do they, how like, do you like get hired? Like a legal street racer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know, so I, I've always been into cars, um, you know. And my dad's a cool guy, and I just, I grew up around cars and always wanted to be, well, I wanted to have Corvettes, and that was kind of my Yeah, thing. you're the Corvette guy. Yeah, now I, now I have a couple, and, uh, you know, not too long ago, I, I, I bought into a restoration shop so now that we work on classics, muscle cars, and Corvettes, so it's, it's been a, a fun little run, you know, and I, yeah, I don't know if I told you that, I tell you about that series I did with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, how did that go? It was great, you know. Um, I co-hosted and produced a series. Dream with, Car. Uh, no, that's no, no, it's another. This one. one's yeah, that's a different one. That one's called uh, Riding Shotgun with Michelle Rodriguez. It was a Yahoo Digital series. I it's just saw a commercial for it. Yeah, it's out right yeah. now. Yeah, it they, looks awesome the way they shot it. They they did a, the production company is a company called Matador, and they did a. I know a, Matador; they're amazing. Yeah, they did. They're a great, great. They did a, did a great job with it, so it was a lot of fun. That cool. looks really good. Yeah. Are you excited about that? I am. When is it coming out? Is it's it out, out right now? now. Where, it's out right where now. Where can we find it? Yahoo.com. Yahoo.com? Perhaps you've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first email account. Yahoo.com. Really? Jgroove at Yahoo.com. Jgroove? Yeah. J-G-R-O-O-V-E at Yahoo.com. Send an email, guys. It's still active. <laughs> that was my very first email account. Oh, that's So funny. bad. It's so painful that I chose that name. I obviously thought I was going to be like a backup dancer for Guns N' Roses. I don't know what the hell that was. Why not the lead dancer? Why I could be a lead up? dancer. I pre- I, I like your. I like the way you think. Aim high. I will aim high. <laughs> See, that's what I teach my management clients. Aim high. You have to aim high. No, that's you're right. right. That's right. So, do you ever like? I was wondering about you visiting L.A. Do you rent a car or do you Uber it out here? You want? It's funny. Do you rent Both. a muscle car? Both. So this is the first, and I've been out here a bunch. You know, we've counted twenty plus years. I usually rent a car, and I was. Because I'm a car guy. Yeah, you're a car guy. You want to drive? Nice, you get your you know? beamers. Right, right. Exactly. So I want to get something nice. But uh, this time we we Ubered. But yesterday we cracked. I, my brother and I. So There's we, no way you can sit in an Uber. You just I can't picture you in the backseat of a fucking car letting somebody else drive you around. It must drive you nuts. No, it's actually convenient. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For this for this particular trip, because we're going all over the place. Right. 
But yesterday we we you know we tried to rent <laughs> like a, a Corvette convertible. They were out of them or a Mustang convertible or something, but they didn't have anything, so we ended up getting uh, an Audi, which was was nice. Was I fun. don't like Audis, man. What really? do you think about Tesla? What do you think about Elon Musk and Tesla? You know, it's it's a great company. It's a great, you know, the the car line is fantastic. It's not my thing, you know. You like the you like the you want to smell the gasoline? Yeah, I like the sound of an engine. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's right. It's like it's, you know, I mean, and they, I know guys that have them. They're super fast, you know. The body's nice. You have to admit yeah, for that type no, of car. Listen, it's a nice look. I have nothing negative to say about the car. It's just not the car that I want to drive. If you had to have a Prius. If you had had a Prius or a Nissan Maxima, what would you take? A bicycle. You, <laughs> you wouldn't take even at the Nissan Maxima. That's it's a terrible car. But you wouldn't even take the Prius? Nah, I don't. You I would don't. ride a bike? Yeah. Wow. I would do a Chevy Volt over a Prius. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, I, the, yeah. new, the new Volt's actually nice looking. They're nice not looking bad car. looking. There's yeah. a Volt and a Bolt. Yep. That's right. I what's it? Know. Well, because you know, I, I'm I'm kind of into the cars. Yeah. But, but what's the difference? The Volt is not. The Volt is kind of uh, it, it's bigger. The Bolt small. It, the Bolt with the B is smaller. You know. But they do look good. Yeah. Yeah, they're good cars. And so you know what? It's it's a good time for cars in general. Why you know, do you say that? Because you're hard pressed to find a bad car. I mean, everybody's put. It's so competitive now that everybody has to put put out a good product, and yeah. they really are. You know, and, and some of the stories out there, it's like, you know, Motor Trend did a story. It's this month, I think. They took a BMW M4 and put it against the new Camaro SS. And the M4 is $30,000 more. And the Camaro, they said, is a better car. The new Camaro. Yeah. That, to me, that shocks me. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's a better car than that. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Yeah, this is a better driving car. It handles better. I mean, it just... Basically, just it was kind of BMW's lost its way, and I I drive a 550M Sport, and I I love it, you know. So I don't have any negative to say about BMW, but in that particular competition, I mean, in the cars, as far as how quick they were, they were like within a tenth of a second of one another in the quarter mile and zero to sixty, and I think around the track they were like a dead even. I think the Camaro uh, braking wise uh, was a little stopped six feet less or eight feet less but. if there's any girls out there that are into cars they're all just having orgasms right now <laughs> listening to all this talk they're like dead stop yeah, they're like listen, rage, l- rage listen to this nerd rattle <laughs> nerding off these, out about right zero to six handling corners they actually know what they're thinking they're going who gives a fuck what the hell is this guy saying <laughs> no they're not thinking that at all your, your dad's still alive yeah how old is your pops my dad's 78 how do we have the same age father and i'm like 30 years younger than you i know well your dad <laughs> Had you late in life. He did have me very late in life. Yeah. But you're close with your with your father, obviously. Yeah, my mother and my father. My dad's got an old school car right now. He's got a 64 Impala SS. I, I got it from Father's Day like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. That was like a big thing for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And matter of fact- Because it was a car that he had. He drove me home from the hospital in a very similar car. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to get rid of that car, didn't he? He had another one that he had to get rid of like 20-something years ago. Uh you know, fell on financial hard times, and I was in a position at that time in my life to help him and sold the car, and he killed me, you know. Because he loved it. He did. How many miles did he put on it, you think? Well, that one he, he got in, like, the late 80s and sold it in the early 90s, so it was more of a, he restored it, you know, and, and it was a labor of love, and we all loved it. Uh, but I remember when we sold that car, I was like, you know what? Someday when I'm in a better position, I'm going to buy him another, something else, another one, and I did. That must have felt amazing. Oh, it was, it was great. What is it about the, What is it about a guy and his son and like the connection with cars? Like, there's something special about that. There really you know? is, especially I feel like in the in the older generation, like our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe because they come from like that manufacturing, um, guys working the line. I also think it's blue freedom. collar. It's freedom too. Yeah, you know? that's true. Coming out of like the depression and all that shit. Yeah, it's it's a, like a rite of passage, you know, and it's. It's for, for for me and my dad. Like I love going to car shows with my father. You know, I love seeing him talk to guys like his age about those cars and what they did back. And my dad's got a million stories about racing. You know, he used to was part of this car gang called the Traction Masters, <laughs> and he used to hang out at place. The Traction Masters. Yeah, and they used to hang out at a, a diner in Queens called Harvey's. That was their hangout. You know, and he's got like so many stories. He actually has a story. But the first day he picked his car up, it was a '58 Bel Air. Um, 348 with tri-power, 280 horsepower, um, with a 355 Posi. 
and he's the first night. Again, he girls are just they're just yeah, yeah, squeezing out juice right now. <laughs> but like the first night he came down there, some guy walked up to this guy Jimbo and said, "Does that pig run?" My dad's like, "Yeah, I'll run you." And the guy had a '57 Bel Air, which was back in the day. That's what everybody wanted, right? You know? My dad blew his door, doors off like three times. You know, guys like I missed a shift. Yeah, fuck you, you miss it. You know. <laughs> and that was like what they did back in that oh, yeah. time. They oh, drag yeah. race oh, on the did. street. On the street, yeah. And so the cop ever bust them? The cops ever bust them or anything like sure. that? Yeah, they actually what they used to do is they, at that time the Long Island Expressway was under construction, so they would actually go move the cones and race on the expressway because it wasn't open. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And how how'd your dad meet your mom? Was she like a flag lady? No, actually, <laughs> she was hanging out. My dad was out with his buddies, and she was hanging out in a diner. My dad actually walked up. This is a great story, and said, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" You know, Good he was, line. He was throwing a line. Yep. But when they started talking, they realized they did know each other because my dad's older brother Vito dated my mother's older sister Marie back in the day, and my dad and mom met at the beach. And my dad was like fifteen at the time. My mom was ten. You know, that is so and weird. He was like, That's she, she so was like, weird. She was like a little kid. So, you know, so the interesting thing is my Uncle Vito and Aunt Marie didn't work out. But that night, my dad went home and told his mom, he said, Mom, I met Marie Masada's younger sister tonight, and I'm going to marry her. He said that that yeah, day? that first day. That sounds like, it sounds like the plot to West Side Story, but with Italians. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, they've been married since 1961. How many? 6'1". 61 61 years? No, they've been married since 1961. So how many years is that? About 55. Longer than you've been alive, obviously, because they had you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that, man. Math is one of your strongest subjects. Math is not one. No, I can't handle math. (laughs) Math and love are the two subjects I fail in repeatedly. Good luck with those. <laughs> That's crazy. 55 years. Yep. And you don't know if marriage is for you. Mm. I, I'm i really interested to see if you ever settle down. I'm sure a lot of If you are. settle down, I'll be like, all right, I'll try it. <laughs> if you settle down, I will give marriage a try. This is my left hand. I don't think this is the one that I can testify with. I think I have to no. do right hand, right? Yeah. So I'll just stick with the left hand. There you go. Because then I don't have to commit to it. You get a pass. Um, so how was your weekend? I was in Ohio at the Funny Bone. And? It was a lot of fun. Good. Packed room. Uh, interesting shows. They had, see, they had 18 and over on Sunday, hmm. which I'm realizing, it, while I feel still feel I can connect to them, um, I, I feel like I have to do a certain type of material to do that so i don't know I, the 18 and over thing kind of is interesting because i realize i'm a woman you know i'm 33 i could almost have an 18 year old yeah kind of this is true do you do you have 18 and over at the club depending on the shows we are 18 and over you are we're always 18 and over. really yeah you yeah. don't find any issues with that at all nope nope this kid was there he was like uh, 16 because he was with his parents. Mm-hmm. And my feature, Marty Comproni, have you ever w- worked with Marty? No. He's no. at a Western Mass. He's really yeah. funny. Um, was talking to this like 16-year-old about it, how enormous his dick is. <laughs> sure that went over well with the parents. <laughs> well, the parents are just like, you know, what are they going to do? They're just going to sit there and have to take it. But um, I went on stage and I, I asked Marty before I went up, I was like, who's it? Where's the kid? Cause I can't see from here. And I went on stage and this kid, I'm just like, Oh man, just, then you tell a story about you going to see Don Rickles and it's like, we're probably going to scare this kid from ever wanting to see a comedy show ever again. But then again, maybe he's well hung. What if we hit the nail on the head? True. True. We could have given him confidence. You could have. Maybe he got laid that night because of it. Oh, you could ruin his life forever. Well, I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. <laughs> what do you think you're going to like do in the future? you think you're going to always do comedy, work with the co- comedians, have a club? Do you have a retirement plan? You no. moved to Italy? Not at this point. I feel like I'm too young to even think about retirement. You have to think about it now. I do? Yep, right now, this moment. Right. If you could retire, done, working, nothing tomorrow. You don't have to, you don't have to set your alarm for 7 a.m., Nothing. What would you do? What would what would you do to make you happy? Start another business. 
I knew it was going to be work. I knew that shit was going to be work related. Now, listen, have you ever had a, have you ever had another business that you wanted to try that you haven't done because you've been in the comedy career in the comedy industry? I, I honestly, I mean, the tail end of my career, I'd like to write and produce. I can see you doing that. I can see yeah. you writing a really good book because of all the shit that you've been through. Yeah. Coming from performing and you own a club, managing. I could see you I writing some really good stories. Book. You I probably have some dirt. Oh, I got dirt. Give me some dirt. No. See, you're the one. You are the person to do the dirt around because you are a sealed door. You're the one to tell secrets to. Yep. So just give me a little dirt. No. Has anyone ever, has any of the perform, um, headliners ever thrown up or gotten so drunk they made a total debauchery besides me of themselves? No. I feel like you might have lied to me. No, I didn't. Think about the club you're talking about, though. That's true. What's the, okay, can you at least give me, what is something, a night that happened that where some crazy stuff went down? You don't have to put somebody in the chopping block, but like, in all your years of business, owning comedy clubs, there, even if it's oh, like yeah, an I've audience listened, thing. I've had plenty of crazy stuff like that. There like was what? one time in the old club on 22nd Street, where there was a, a nightclub down the street called Le Poulet. Um, and... Le Poulet. Yeah. And... I thought, it sounded like we heard like gunshots... You know, and then two seconds later, a guy stumbles into the club with three bullet holes in his chest, right in the lobby of the club. You know, it was some kind of fight and a shooting. You know, we called nine one one. The guy made it, but literally <laughs> stumbled into the club. What if it was a comedian on stage doing so well he killed people in the streets? Yeah, well, well, that's a... <laughs> what was it? What's the name of that club? Because I've I've done a set there. Which club? The the one that was like just south of uh... of the old Gotham. Yeah, Le Poulet. You did a set at? No, not Le Poulet. What's the other place? Manhattan, oh, what the hell is the name of it? What are you talking that about? That little ass room on like 22nd Street. Oh, you mean on the east side? I think it's on the east side. In New York Comedy Club? No. Didn't you have another club besides Gotham? Oh, you're talking about Metropolitan. 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 That's what oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm Metro- thinking of Metropolitan. So that's, that's the old location of Gotham. That's okay, where it happened. Okay, yeah, right, right. That's where it happened. Yeah. I did one set there like years ago oh. for for some, I don't know. There was like Yeah, a- we do some comedy there, but it's mostly music. But that's a great, that's also a great spot. Yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah. yeah. Have you have you gone to any like, um, you probably don't have any time to, but Broadway shows? Yeah, not in a while though. Do you like them? Yeah, I do. What, what have you seen that you like? The only one I've ever been to, I took my mom to West Side Story, mm-hmm. and she complained it was too Spanish. <laughs> she got drunk off of wine and was like, they're speaking too much Spanish. I was like, mom, well, you know, it's about a Spanish family. That uh, is hilarious. She was, you know, she's like, I can't understand a goddamn thing. Uh, and then we went to see <laughs> my friend Natalie, who I think you've met, uh, took me to see Bye Bye Birdie because John Stamos was in it. Oh, that's funny. Who was fantastic. He's a talented guy. He's a very talented man. 52 Bachelor, you might have a secret. You guys are still looking good. It's good living. It's a good living. Stuff doesn't really go south for you guys when you get older. How do you look better now than you did like when I first met you? Oh, uh, gee. You're full of compliments today. I don't know. Well, thanks. You do? Is it the LA sun? You got a little tan on. You just sit in a tanning booth? No. Me in a tanning booth? Did you get a little bronzer on? Because your skin looks really good. No, I was walking around yesterday. That's the truth. Yeah, you, you got a little sun on your face. That makes a yeah. difference. Okay. Okay, That's so good. Broadway shows. Um, What's the last one I really... I, well, I saw Jersey Boys. I thought that was great. That's right I, up your alley. I, My I, mom I, loves that too. Yeah, I'd go see that again. Now, what did I see recently? I saw something recently. I can't even think of the name of it. See that that's part of getting that's, 51. I'm telling you, I'm not even joking. Like it doesn't come as quick. Do you eat healthy? Do you take care of yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never been a smoker? Mm-mm. You're you're not a drinker. Nope. Cranberry and club is your jam. No. What is it? <laughs> cranberry and water. Cranberry oh, and water. Yeah. What so what's your vice? I don't have one. You're the straightest dude I know. You really are. You're straight yeah, you as a motherfucking so? pin. Yeah. Besides, like, you know, I know some dirt. I got some dirt on you, but I'm I'm a steel door for you. We go, it goes both ways. Yeah, cool. my, <laughs> my, my Sicilian hand movements. Yeah, I like that. You almost hit me in the face with it. You almost knocked my ass. Back off. Take it easy. Do you remember when you met me? Yeah, well. Yeah. Remember my emails? Yeah, I remember. They were very funny. 
I have I the like, first email I ever sent to you. I was like, this girl writes really funny. <laughs> She's got a strange way of talking. <laughs> I'm going to find and, the and email. I, and I remember talking to Etai Rice about signing you. We, had, we actually had a conversation. You weren't ready at the time. Yeah, and I was way young. Yeah. Way young. You know? But you listen, you, you put the time and you kept working and now you have a career. And I kept, I kept hounding you. Yep. Hounding you, you with emails. I didn't stop. I was relentless. I know. And but look, listen, it worked. But, but you know what? Perseverance pays off. It does. And you, you know, know and you... I, I honestly, it's like I get a million emails like that, you know, and I, it doesn't really bother me, you know. I mean, I don't, I get about four or 500 a day, and that's what comics should do. It's yeah. like you got to be, you got to be out there. You have to be out there. You have to have something to back it up, but you have to have the balls yeah, to. And, and you know what? Sometimes people are not ready, but that doesn't mean you're not going to be ready in six months or a year from now. It's okay. Yeah. That's what we, we do. That's part of the business. That never bothers me. You know, like, I, and I, I feel bad because sometimes comics will say, like, like, look, sometimes people are, like, ridiculous. They'll send, like, an email, and I'll respond to it, and they'll send another one the next day. It's like, look, dude, nothing's changed yeah. in a day. I mean, I, <laughs> Give me some space. Right, you know. Don't so be a stage five type, clinger. That type of thing is not good. But to check in every few weeks or few months or send new clips, that's totally fine. Yeah, because you have so com- many people. Yeah, and sometimes comics, like, apologize. Like, I'm, so- I'm sorry I'm sending you an email. No, that's my job. It's okay. You can send me an email, right. you know. Who are some of your favorite comedians that you aren't representing? Oh, the list goes on and on. I mean, there's so many good Okay. Comedians. Made me think of something. And it's such old news, but it's still news. What did you think about the Cosby situation? How did you feel about that? Well, it's sad. You know, because at the end of the day, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, I, and it's hard for me to believe that all these women have the same exact story. I'd love to believe that it's not true. Because yeah. I happen to love Cosby and think he was... a He's a brilliant stand-up, yeah. you know, and one of the best ever to do it, you know. So it's, uh, it upsets me. Yeah, it is kind of upsetting. It upsets me, you know, because if it is true, and it seems like it very well might be, I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that it's not. It's an awful thing. It is an awful thing. But you have to, like, the silver lining, and this is just from, like, my dark comedic brain, is like, well, he's in his 80s. You know, it's not like he's going to be kicking around for that much longer. If if anything terrible to air, I guess now's the time. Yeah, well, <laughs> true, but it's like, you know what? He made his to money. Ha- to have it end that way. Yeah, it's like, true. That career and that body of work and what he did and that yeah. sitcom. I mean, the guy was a game changer. Game changer know? for a whole culture. Mm-hmm. A game changer for a generation. He spoke for a yep. whole people. And it, does it... Do you think it sort of cheapens that? If no, it's true? I, no, listen, what he did is what he did, you know. Uh, and I'm talking about the body of work. Right. You know, that stands on its own. Right. And the other stuff is, listen, if that's the case, he'll be judged for it and, you know. That's how I felt about Michael Jackson. Because I was like, ah, it's fucked up, but his mutant hits after hits. His music's so good. You have to, like, separate it. You have to look at two, you have to look at him like they're two different people. Yeah. I'm not going to stop dancing to, you know, Thriller off the wall. Excuse me while I take my shoes off because I'm going to get white girl wasted and go dance in the middle of the dance floor. <laughs> and by dance floor, I mean this baby shower. Why are we playing Thriller at a baby shower? White girl wasted. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what what white girls get, white girl mm. wasted. Mm. Actually, okay. I'm not really hitting the sauce so much anymore. That's good. Yeah, it's just, you know, makes you look tired all the time. And I'm into the marijuana out here in L.A. No. Really? I puff on it from time to time. Oh, all right. Is that okay? Are you going to judge me? No, I don't judge. Have you ever smoked marijuana? Uh, one time in seventh grade, I didn't like it. Seventh grade? Yep. the fuck? You asked me a question. Is that how you guys that. got down back in the day? Just puffing on joints in the recess? You know? I didn't, but yeah, some people did. How old are you in seventh grade? Like 13. Okay, that's not so bad. I'm thinking you're like eight years old. I'm bad with math. Did you get left back? Yeah, I did. I never was loud in. <laughs> did you get left back? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I did. Um, so, so if you had to pick like three classic comedians, legends, we'll go five to make it easier. Well, listen, I love Rickles. Rickles is uh, he might be the Donna comedy. You know, um, I think Klein was. Groundbreaking, you know. He was his brain, and he took comedy to a different place with the, his style. Yeah, I mean, uh, Carlin was brilliant. Yeah, you know, Pryor, unbelievable. Those are my Carlin and Pryor are my top. Yeah, I mean, 
Seinfeld, I mean, you know. Yep, can't deny that talent. I mean, you cannot deny the 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 lack of fat on his jokes. He's like a surgeon. He's a surgeon with his with his with his one liners I mean, and his and, comedy. And even like now, you know, we're fortunate. You know, I, I've known him for a number of years now, and he comes to the club, and I watch him work, and it's just like, you know, God bless this guy. You know, here he is in his early sixties, doesn't have to work anymore. You know, but just, he loves stand up. Yeah, he's still doing you know? it. And he's out there working. He does a lot of dates every year. You know, I mean, he's 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 an amazing, amazing person and an amazing talent. He's in his early thirties, <laughs> early sixties. I mean, that's that blows my mind. I know. Yeah. God, life is scary, man. We just die one day. Yep, he's a cool dude. He's into cars too. Yeah, yeah. You guys bond on that. Yes. Yeah. Into the car yeah. thing. And so actually, is Leno. You know and he and he yeah, yeah. And he digs uh, Sebastian. Gary's a fan. Yeah, I remember you telling me that yeah. he was. It, don't you think? Okay, now what's this? What's the whole conversation about clean comedy versus blue? How do you feel about that? As as somebody who manages <coughs> comedy, somebody who's been on the, you know, both sides of the industry. Because mm-hmm. I am not a clean comedian. I've heard. <laughs> um, listen, I think you should be who you are, and if that's who you are, that's fine. You know, I mean, it's. In some ways, uh, career-wise, easier if you work somewhat clean, like right? To, you know, because you think about if you aspire to get on like the Tonight Show or any of those late-night shows, you got to work clean. So you know, I when you watch a guy who or a girl who works dirty and they edit their, excuse me, edit their act, you can see it with it pulling out the fucks and the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, it's if it's who you are, that's who you should be. Do you enjoy both? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. 100%. Not going to leave here and say something different? You're just saying that to appease me? No, I'm being truthful. Okay, good. I feel good about yeah, that. Yeah, look, we book all different types of acts at the club. You know? <laughs> Are you going to vote this year? <sighs> or is it next year? I think it's, it's this year for next year. Is it next year? It's next year. Is it this year? Are you voting this year? <laughs> <laughs> it's next year. Yeah, I'm going to vote. Uh, who, who for? I have no idea. It's terrifying, isn't it? It's really good for comedy, but it's terrifying. Yeah. I don't know if I'm 100% against Trump. I don't know. I think he may be the craziest man, but he also may be very intelligent. Here's my take on the whole thing. The fact that somebody like Bernie Sanders, you know, is doing as well as he's doing, and that Donald Trump is doing as well as he's doing just tells you people said, you know what? I'm fucking sick of these these yes. politicians. I've That's had what it. it is. I've had it, you know. I want something different, you know. And it has nothing to do with whether you're a Democrat or Republican. People just said, you know what? You two idiots have fucked it up for so long <laughs> that I want somebody else in there. They want a, you know? literally a clown. Right. I, and I want somebody different, you know, with a different take. So this guy Trump, yeah, he may be wrong, you know, or he may be brash, but... What he's saying makes sense to me, and that's why the country is, you know, voting for him. Yeah. And he's winning, you know. He's, he's, he's like, killing it on that end. I mean, if it's Trump for president, that'll be the crazy, it'll be the craziest thing. We thought having a black president was insanity. Trump, you're fired. Donald, you're fired. Trump. That is. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting for the next year and change. It really is, especially when it gets down to the wire. I'm interested to see what happens. I might have to actually vote. Yeah, I think people, people in the country are fed up. They don't like the way things yeah. are now. It, but you know, it's I don't think you have a right to bitch unless you vote. Yeah. So that's what I've told myself that's that good. now I'm an adult. I'm not going to bitch unless, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about like, you know, online things on BuzzFeed.com. I'm not really talking about the presidency. I'm talking about like what princess I think I am. That's what I'm going to vote on. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Are you going to catch any movies while you're out here? I did. I Those sure are your favorite are. things. Movies, cars. I mean, comedy is your work, but dogs. Those are your, those are your jams right there. Yeah, actually, I saw the new um, Linklater movie, uh, Everybody Wants Some, about the 80s. It was great. Oh, yeah. Was that good? That looked was- really good. You know what? He he's a great writer, great director, and the uh, the characters were phenomenal. It was very good. I really liked it. What you do, I, do your Monday movie nights with your boys? That's right, my yep. college roommates. Your yeah. college roommates, and you still go to the movies together. Yeah, that is we, so. We cute. don't go to the movies as much as we used to, you know. And I think part of it is, you know, 
there's not a lot of movies that we want to go see. Yeah. You know? uh, but the other thing too is like, you really can't connect when you go to a movie because it's that's it. You, you have to watch. You yeah, can't talk. Right. Yeah, so we like to you know shoot this shit. But yeah, they're a good good group of guys. What are your classics? I want to know your classics. I'm all about what your favorites are today. <sighs> Movie wise, yeah, because I know you like you have such a wide. Well, listen, I mean, you, you can't deny. You're you gonna know, say the fucking Godfather? Of course. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen two... it. What? Are you kidding me? Is this where the podcast ends? Yeah, I think so. No. <laughs> How do I, <laughs> it's one of I've never those seen it. Two movies, the pinnacle of American cinema. I know, and I love movies just as much. And I'm a huge movie buff. But do you see my face. I, I know am your face. Stunned is, right your now. face is is is. I'm in shock. You you're judging me so hard right now. You're looking through I, me. No, I'm not judging you. I'm <laughs> just I can't figure it out. I'm like, I, it doesn't compute. I know, and. Uh, there are people I I don't think I've ever met one person who's never seen it. Like even people who aren't in those types of movies. Never. You haven't seen it. <laughs> He's gonna leave. Chris is gonna walk out. Don't go. <laughs> you haven't seen it either. No. Oh my. Okay. Well. Listen, there are two people that haven't seen it in the United <laughs> States, and I'm sitting with both of them right now. How is that possible? We might have to go together. Okay? I don't know. And I Listen, I've seen so many other classics. How can I make it up to you? Okay, tell me other movies that you like and we'll see if I've seen them. That you think are American staples. I wish you would have given me a little time because I have, I have like a list of a hundred. Okay, you've got, you've got a couple minutes. You want to you wanna reference in your... Oh, well, listen, you've got The Godfather. I know they're all the same genre, but you listen. Shawshank I, Redemption. Great. One of my favorites. I've Fantastic. seen it. Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think my Morgan Freeman is spot on? If he was drinking <laughs> heavily. If he's drinking and he was a woman From and Syracuse. Dufresne. <laughs> okay, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I mean, Goodfellas, fantastic. Good, okay, Goodfellas, hands down, one of the best. I reference that movie on on occasion. Okay, so we've got two Italian movies. Um, Casino. And, and what's interesting is. I didn't appreciate Casino. I'm seeing a pattern. Yeah, I know. If yeah. if they're eating spaghetti in a scene, it's your favorite movie. So Lady and the Tramp, Disney, are we going to wrap it up? <laughs> I like some Disney stuff, too. You know? Casino's good, though. Yeah, well, I think Casino, because it came out so close to Goodfellas, it was kind of, it didn't get its just due in the day. But yeah. that, that movie, you know, I mean, at, at, and to my opinion, that means it's the best Sharon Stone's ever been. I mean, she's fantastic in that movie and the way her character her character arc in that movie was so wide where yeah. she started and where she ended up like the things she did in that movie yeah. she yeah. it was like she was playing three different characters yeah and she was damn she was good looking Woo! you thought she was good in that um basic instinct. yes thank you yeah you're just like damn this is a good actress i loved yeah. casino okay so that's four we've got how do i do goodfellas you got Shawshank. Then, then you know it's like I, I like like oddball movies that I just that were silly and funny to me back in the day. This movie, uh, it's very much like um, American Graffiti, which I happen to like, but uh, it, it was called Hollywood Nights. It was about a car gang in 1965. This guy named Floyd Mutrix uh, directed it. Which and it's funny, I had to talk to Tony Danza about it tomorrow on Sebastian's set. Tony, Tony Danza. Tony Danza was in it. He was. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. Uh, Damn, she was a babe. Oh, she was shit. She, she was, was a babe. You would appreciate it. The movie's really funny. Hollywood Nights. Yeah, Holly, yeah. K A. I gotta K-A-N-I-G-H-T-S. check it out. I G H T S. Robert Wool's in it too. What it's about got- Night Shift? Oh yeah. Come on, Henry Wrinkler. Love broken. <laughs> Michael. Yeah. Motherfucking Keaton. Yeah. Is one of the greatest. Oh, he's great. One of the greatest comedic actors of all time in my book. Mister Mom and Beetlejuice. The the total opposite ends of the spectrum, oh, yeah. the acting spectrum that yeah. this guy is capable of, and then yeah. no, he's, Birdman. Yeah. <sighs> Listen, he actually did a really great job in uh, Jackie Brown too. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino movie, you know, Pulp Fiction, another great movie. There's so many. There's so many damn good movies. Netflix is my shit, man. I just get lost in that. I get into like a Netflix K hole. I get on like the horror movie. I'm also a big James Bond fan. Like I like it. I what like do you feel? How do you feel about Craig? Daniel Craig. He's great. But did great. you see the latest one? Terrible. 
It Spec- wasn't one. Spectra, Spectre. What's it fucking called? Spectre. Spectre. Wasn't great. Wasn't one of the better ones. You know. Chris Mazzilli. Yeah. He walked away with a woman at the end. When has James Bond ever been that much of a pussy? He cried like yeah, seven out, times. Out of his body of work, you know, the films that he did, I'd say, you know, that and Quantum Solves was were not the best. No. But the other ones were great. Yeah, the other ones were great. When he first Sky kicked Fall it up. Skyfall was great. Skyfall was amazing. You know. But that last, I was so disappointed at that last James Bond. I felt like they were, they almost, uh, it was offensive to the to the franchise. To it, the, still, it still did a billion dollars at the box office. Jesus. You know, it's funny, as much as I was giving you guys shit about not seeing The Godfather, up until the most recent one, I never saw any of the Star Wars movies. Okay, it, you know what? Then we're even. He never seen, he, when did you see the Star Wars movies? I didn't. You got, So you still haven't? No. We're fucking even. We're no, even. I don't know about that. Come on. Star no. Wars was for nerds what Godfather was for Italians. And you know how many Italian nerds there are? A lot. But you're Italian. I am, and I'm an Italian nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was the one rattling off all that geeky stuff about the cars before, so I guess I am too. <laughs> you are an Italian yeah. nerd. Um, we can wrap it up with, I think you have such a vast knowledge of the industry. If you could say something to comedians, maybe, what advice would you give me right now, where I'm at? Because we can make it more general, but since you know me, and you've sort of seen my career, what what advice do you have for me? I, I think you're right at the point with, Really good things are going to start to happen, you know. And just I would say keep your composure, keep working hard, you know, and it's it's going to come to you. Is you there know? anything that you see me doing that I shouldn't be doing, or be doing differently? No hardcore what, criticism. For what I, listen, if I from what I see, no. Take you a know? couple of the but fucks I'm, out. But I'm also I'm not in your life every day. I don't you know I don't talk to you often. I don't see your act. Like if I if you did a set tonight here. At the improv, yeah. and I watch you, I could tell you, you know, because that's what I, I do with my clients. Like I sit down, I take notes. Yeah. You know, like I probably have my phone, I don't know, 30, 40 pages of notes for Sebastian. Like when I sit down and watch him do an hour, I take notes on everything and say, hey, you know, tweak this, you know, try this, you know, maybe move this around and put this bit here. Do you guys ever disagree on stuff and then just go agree to disagree? You know what? It's, it's not even like that because basically the way I do it is like, here are the notes, whatever you want to use, use right. whatever you don't, it's, it's his act, you yeah. know, and I'm just, you know, I'm hearing things and I've been, listen, I've been doing this 30 fucking yep. years, you know, so. And you've seen all different types of comedy, you've seen all different types of careers Listen, take just off. for the Gotham Comedy Live show, in the past two and a half years, I've seen 2,500 comedians, either live or, or taped. That's wild. And that's still going on. How many seasons? Six. This is I can't believe that. Yeah, and you're not the only one. Yeah, that's we, amazing. This Thursday, Pam Anderson's hosting, and it'll be our hundred and third show. That's awesome. I did it when JB Smoove hosted. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was great. He was, he he was, was great. great host. He's oh, he's great. so natural. I love him. Yeah, his energy is great. Yeah. Just his whole—he doesn't a, have an ego about him. Nah, he's a total pro. He really is. He's a total pro. He's great. So, where can people find Gotham Live? On Access TV. So it's Mark Cuban's, uh, he owns it, the network. It's uh, on Verizon Fios, it's on Direct, and it's on Dish. Dish. Yeah. That's the shit you put on outside of your house. It's the fancy exactly. shit. That's right. <laughs> but you, there's plenty of clips online. I mean, if you just. Yeah, you can see it online. It. it lives online yeah. after. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was really nice to have you here. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, I appreciate good. you. Covered a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground. I wanted to cover. I had all this stuff I wanted to talk with you about, and we nailed it all. That's how organized you are in your in your brain. You don't even realize it. You are, or I am. No, you are, because oh. you're able to answer all these questions that I have. I'm not fucking around. You're not fucking around. Damn it. You're one of my favorite people. Ah, oh, thanks. You really are. Oh, I appreciate it. And that. I appreciate your you're support. Yeah, you got it. You're my dude. All right, kid. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Salute, Tommy. No more shines, Billy. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Okay. I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you? Fuck right now. What's, what's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. I mean, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean right. to offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay, salute. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. Mother!
fucking mutt! You! You fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on! 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 the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.